God is a nudge, not in a nagging and annoying sense, but in a gentle leaning into sense. It is indeed a challenge to abandon the long held belief that God yearns to blame and punish us, ask us to measure up or express disappointment or disapproval at every turn. It is part of our hardwiring, but we can feel nonetheless God is nudging us beyond our tired, atrophied complacence towards something more oceanic and spacious. We feel God's desire for fullness to dwell in us. We are always being pushed an inch closer to the God who is always greater, as St. Ignatius frames it or as a homie changing gears in his head from Spanish to English awkwardly but accurately blurts, God is big. Hallowed be your name. God is big. God is nudging us into something that is oceanic and spacious. I love this passage from Father Greg Boyle's book because it really describes what I think we're saying when we're saying hallowed be your name. Your name be holy. The way that you are known in the world be something that we acknowledge we can't even touch or fully express. The desert monk Carlo Corretto says, we are what we pray. We are what we pray. If this is true, I think we have some serious issues with prayer in our world and particularly in our religious traditions, when we are able to prioritize our own desires over the genuine needs of the world, when we are able to perpetuate violence in our actions and in our systems, we have some work to do around how we pray. When it comes to understanding God, I think each of us is like the, the blind man in the story of the blind men and the elephant, which you may be familiar with, but, but a group of blind men come up to an elephant and, and one feels the stomach and says, oh, this must be a wall. And another one feels the trunk and says, this must be a pipe. And another one feels the leg and says, oh, this must be a pillar. And another one feels the ear and says, this must be a fan. And another one feels the tail and says, this must be a rope. We're all like those blind men when it comes to God, limited by, by our perceptions, not having the full senses to be able to really grasp who God is. Two things guide my thinking when it comes to God, really only two things that I feel that I can say with certainty. One is if you are sure you know what God is, then you're probably wrong. And secondly, if your, if your God looks and thinks and acts like you, it's not God you're looking at, but a mirror. God is beyond what any of us can imagine and what any of us can express. You may have noticed that uh, about a year ago or so, we changed how we say the Lord's Prayer in church and how we list it in our bulletin. Instead of saying our Father who is in heaven, we say our God who is in heaven. And that was obviously intentional to get us away from this male gendered language for God and into something that's more spacious. and. While the word God itself is 
has has its own issues and and may be problematic for some for me it's it's the word that i commonly use when i speak about god and about 15 years ago i began to change my habit of using male pronouns for god to to just using the word god itself now this makes a lot of for a lot of awkwardness because when i talk about god and i do often because i'm a pastor I don't get to, to casually throw around he and him, um, and I have to think sometimes I'll use a pronoun and sometimes it'll be he and sometimes it'll be she. Um, when I talk about God himself, I often say God, God's self. Um, there's a lot of weirdness, you know, and kind of awkwardness about choosing not to use a certain pronoun for God. But, but for me, it was a choice to, to intentionally stumble over God's name whenever I come across it. Because that stumbling reminds me that I am like that blind man at the elephant. I am only touching something that, that is so much farther beyond anything that I can imagine or see. And so I think when it comes to God and however you choose to do an approach and speak about God, it's, it's appropriate to have some awkwardness. It's appropriate for us to, to stumble a little bit when we talk about God, for us to have a little glitch in ourselves. In this way, we honor that ancient Jewish tradition of not even speaking God's name at all. Thomas Merton, a 20th century mystic, said, it seems that there is no what that can be called God. There is no such thing because God is neither a what or a thing, but a pure who. God is the I am before whom with our own personal and inalienable voice we echo, I am. God is the I am, that is the, the word that God uses for God's self in Genesis. God is the I am before whom with our own personal and inalienable voice we echo, I am. If God is a who, then prayer is about also who we are. Thomas Merton called a life open to mystery, the life of contemplation. Contemplative prayer is the prayer that we enter into when we encounter the God of mystery. Our prayers become less about trying to make something happen or trying to make sure God is on our side, but simply being in the presence of something that is larger than us, that at the same time calls us to be larger. Prayer begins to change our who and how, not just what. Thomas Merton continues by saying, contemplation is the response to a call, a call from the God who has no voice and yet who speaks in everything that is and who, most of all, speaks in the depths of our own being. For we ourselves are words of God. We ourselves are words of God. Contemplation is the echo. 
It is a deep resonance in the inmost center of our spirit in which our very life loses its separate voice and resounds with the majesty and the mercy of the hidden and living one. Our very life loses its separate voice. We ourselves become God's echo and God's answer. We ourselves become God's echo and God's answer. Hallowed be your name. Can you almost feel the echo in that phrase, that sense of reverberation? And the invitation is, is not to just say, oh, there is this God out there that is bigger, but that that fullness is within me. And that when I say, hallowed be your name, I am invited to, to enter in to that fullness myself. This is the human journey of God. The, the, the journey of prayer is to enter into that echo. We are so tempted to remain small or tempted to become big on our own effort. And yet, if we can stay in that holiness and that mystery, then we can allow ourselves and our lives to become bigger, not because we are so much, but because we are the echo of God's love in the world. May it be so. Amen.